Hello again, everyone. I'm Dan McClay. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles, where we look at world football. Of course, we haven't been looking at a lot of world football. We had our first uh, podcast last week uh, as we came out of this pandemic situation where everybody was on hiatus for about two months or so. So we've got some other leagues that are going to be opening up here in the next week. We'll go over that, but we also want to go over some other things as well. The first thing that has come to uh, light is the uh, situation with Osmane Dembele. I will try to get that name out correctly. Um, Usmane Dembele. That's right. There we go. Okay, he's a 23-year-old Frenchman. We all know the name. He's a great soccer player. Um, he's been playing with Barcelona for about a year now. They paid 98 million euros to get him. And it was a good investment because Dembele had proved in the past what a great midfielder he was. He sets up players well. He handles the ball well, and he knows how to see the field. But unfortunately, when he came to Barcelona, he, number one, didn't fit in because they had a lot of goal scorers to begin with, and it just seemed like they had an excess amount of Chiefs and not enough Indians. So all of a sudden, Dembele started seeing himself on the bench, and when he did play, he didn't seem to be really in shape, as you could say, and so the injury bug bit him. Well, now it looks like Barcelona wants to unload him. I can't understand why. He's a great talent. He's young. He can be rehabbed, but apparently Barcelona is that kind of a thinking-type club so they want to put a price on him of 37 million euros to sell him. That's about one-third what they paid for him, roughly. So um, PSG has stepped up and said they're interested. So there might be a, a deal set up uh, before the summer to get Dembélé over to PSG, which would be a great fit because obviously he's a Frenchman. He would fit right in there, and I think PSG could find a way to use him. They're very good with uh, using these star players. PSG has a great track record of success. And I think he would be a great asset to the team. So look for Dembélé to go to PSG for basically a song uh, in in money uh, terms for uh, European soccer players. Uh, look for Dembélé to be playing in Paris here probably next year. Okay, as far as leagues are concerned, we've got leagues starting up uh, here this coming week. Uh, Austria is going to start on June the 1st. Denmark will be starting up on Thursday. Poland and Serbia are going to start on Friday. The uh, K-League, Korean League, is already in play. The Czech Republic is starting up as well. Belarus has already started their um, league to a certain extent. They had one game postponed this past week, but I understand it wasn't because of uh, COVID-19. It was because of maybe a stadium issue. The Turkmenistan League is also up and playing. Uh, there are also some friendlies played this past week, which is very important because friendlies are considered the least important of any game. And when you get friendlies going, especially on an international level, uh, that's very important to show that things are starting to open up slowly but surely. Now, on Sunday, Costa Rica had two games in their league, so they're up and playing again. Uh, the K-League had two games. Uh, Taiwan is up and playing as well. They had a couple of games on Sunday. And the Turkmenistan League, as I mentioned, is also up and playing. Now, as far as La Liga and Serie A, this is the latest words, La Liga in Spain, fixing to start up June the 8th. Okay, that's when they're going to start kicking off again, supposedly. And Serie A in Italy, oh, the poor Italians, boy, they uh, they have really taken it hard during this whole thing. But the Italian league, supposedly Serie A, kicking off June 15th. We will keep you posted. Um, again, our uh, nuestros corazones van a Brasil, a la gente a por allá. Uh, the people in Brazil are just suffering right now tremendously. Of course, Brazil, big, big soccer area. And we really feel sorry for these people. Uh, looks like this country is going to be the epicenter for a while. 
looks like South America for the most part is going to take it on the chin when it comes to this COVID-19. So we just hope that everybody can lavado las manos, wash your hands, and uh, keep that social distancing. And uh, hopefully they can get over this thing. But uh, Brazil right now is really taking it hard. And so sorry to hear that because, of course, we all miss Brazilian soccer. It's so beautiful to watch. Oh, jogo bonito. Very good. Let's move on to other things. We had uh, uh, Bundesliga action this past weekend. And my goodness, what a slate of games we had. And, of course, it started off on Friday (laughs) with a classic. Now, you know, in the world of football, we've got some real matchups that we always look forward to. It used to be that Dundee and Dundee United up in Scotland was one to look forward to. Celtic and Glasgow, uh, Celtic and um, and uh, and and uh, Celtic and 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 the other team in Glasgow. There, they, when they played in Glasgow, it was really something. Um, of course, you've got uh, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid. You've got uh, AC Milan and Inter Milan, and uh, Celtic and Rangers, who was I trying to think of up in Scotland. So these are city rivalries that just when when these teams play, everything comes to a halt. So you've got these different rivalries going on. But I tell you what, when it comes to Berlin, this is a unique situation. In Berlin, you've had Hertha Berlin for years. And then, of course, you had Union Berlin, which played in the east behind the Berlin Wall. When the Berlin Wall came down, Union Berlin moved into the Bundesliga too. So they were playing there for a while, and now all of a sudden they get promoted. Now we have two Berlin teams in the Bundesliga. Okay, one plays in the Olympic Stadium, Hertha Berlin. 75 to 80,000 people packed in there every week. They get all the support, get all the following. But there's a very hardcore following for Union Berlin. Union Berlin has a stadium, maybe holds 18,000, possibly 19 if you want to push it. But they pack that stadium every game. They, uh, they have fans that just follow them uh, wherever they go. And in the first Berlin derby in something like 40 years that happened uh, earlier in the Bundesliga season before it was interrupted, Hertha Berlin went to Union Berlin, and Hertha Berlin came away one nothing losers in a penalty kick. wasn't a controversial penalty kick; was not disputed. It was a penalty that was pretty much uh, obvious, but Union Berlin got the win one nothing. So now they start off coming out of the, the second game out of the pandemic, and we've got Hertha Berlin taking on Union Berlin at the Olympic Stadium in Berlin, but no fans, which was really kind of sad because that really put a downer on the atmosphere. But when you've got these two teams playing, trust me, all of Germany stopped to watch this game. It was quite a game indeed, and it was uh, really two games. The first half was very close, very tight, back and forth, kind of like two boxers feeling themselves out for about the first four rounds. Uh, nobody really made any moves. Goalies made a couple of good saves. They came went in at halftime 0-0. Now, let's stop for a moment and look at these coaches. You've got Bruno Labadia, who's coaching Hertha Berlin. He's like their, their third or fourth coach in like a year and a half. Uh, Hertha Berlin, unfortunately, has been a very controversial uh, place to work, <laughs> you might say. Of course, when uh, Jurgen Klinsmann up and just resigned and out of the clear blue sky, that kind of put Hertha Berlin into a little bit of a tizzy. So it's obvious that during this break that has been uh, going on, Labadia has had this team uh, focused. Because in the first game out of the pandemic, they won 3-0. So they come out of this pandemic into the second game, and they're playing their crosstown rivalries, big game. And the reason it was big, because at the point when they went into the game, Hertha Berlin was in 11th place in the Bundesliga table at 31 points. Union Berlin, 12th place, 
one point behind at 30. So this was not just a game between two city rivalries. This is a game that meant something to climb up the standings in the Bundesliga. Okay, you've got Urs Fischer from Switzerland, great tactician. He is handling, Union Berlin has done a great job with this team. Hasn't, doesn't have a whole lot of payroll to work with, but he's done a great job keeping this team afloat in the Bundesliga. And actually, they have pulled off some monumental ties and wins in their uh, debut here in the uh, Bundesliga. So at 0-0 halftime, you've got these two teams that are look like, you know, they're, they're just going back and forth. And either each one is afraid to blink. But they come out in the second half, and of course, Labadia, Labadia, smart young guy, knows how to communicate with his players. And what he did basically was just tell them to pick up the pace of the game by about a step and a half. And my goodness, what a difference that made, because they were all over Union Berlin's back line. And Union Berlin played hard, they played tough, but they just could not withstand the pressure. So starting it off, Vedad Ibisevich gets that first goal at the 50-minute mark, and uh, Hertha Berlin is on its way. Followed by Luca Bacchio from Belgium, Cunha from Brazil, and then Boyata, who happened to have been the guy that caused the penalty in the first Berlin match that led to the penalty kick. Uh, Boyata gets the fourth goal. Hertha Berlin wins going away convincingly, 4-0. Now, Hertha Berlin, seven games, seven goals in the last two games coming out of the pandemic. They are far away doing a lot better than, than a lot of other teams. But, of course, Borussia Dortmund's doing very well, too. But uh, seven goals in two games, hmm, that's something to kind of keep an eye on. So Labadia has got these guys playing smart soccer, playing up-pace uh, up soccer, and playing soccer that leads to goals. They are looking to go, you know, on the, on the offcut, looking to go on the counterflow. This is really playing some smart football. So watch Hertha Berlin in the upcoming weeks. Okay, Union Berlin, they're still a good team. I have nothing – I think they're, they've are they got some good talent, especially Anderson up front. He's really really built to uh, to put the ball in the net. So uh, I think Union Berlin will also make some uh, noise too. Urs Fischer is not the kind of guy that sits around and just lets this thing uh, go away. No, he's going to uh, take stops, and trust me, Union Berlin next game will be playing uh, very, very well. Okay, uh, we also um, – so that was the uh, Bundesliga on Friday. That was the one game. Then on Saturday, there were a couple of other games that were very interesting indeed. You had Mutchen Gladbach hosting Bayern Leverkusen, and Leverkusen came away with a 3-1 win. Kai Havertz for Leverkusen with two goals. Boy, this is a guy to watch, your, uh, watch as well. He's right up there on the same level with uh, Holland, who plays over there at Dortmund. Uh, this Kai Havertz is, is really something. He got two goals for Leverkusen, so watch him as the season winds down. Uh, Wolfsburg hosted Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Guerrero, the guy from Portugal who just is um, playing with Holland like they're brothers. Uh, these guys are, I mean, they, they can read each other's mind. I'm convinced of it. Uh, Guerrero gets a goal. Borussia Dortmund wins 2-0. Then also Freiburg hosted Werder Bremen, the road team. Werder Bremen winning 1-0. Paderborn hosted Hoffenheim. Paderborn did not lose. They got a point out of it. They uh, hosted Hoffenheim, got a 1-1 draw. Bayern Munich hosting Eintracht Frankfurt, and oh my goodness, what a disaster for Frankfurt this was. Uh, Bayern Munich just dominated them all over the field. Bayern Munich winning this game 5-2. to two. That was on Saturday. Then on Sunday in the Bundesliga, Augsburg went to Schalke, shut them out 3-0. Leipzig went to Mainz, shut them out 5-0. Timo Werner getting a hat trick in that game. Fortuna Dusseldorf going to Cologne. This was a derby between the two teams. These two, two cities are only about maybe, what, 30 minutes apart. 
And uh, this is a real rivalry in northeast Germany, northwest Germany, rather. And so uh, Dusseldorf and Köln come to a 2-2 draw in that game. Okay, so now that now that that's over, so now we've got to move on, and we've got another uh, week coming up of Bundesliga action, but it's going to start on Tuesday and go Tuesday, Wednesday. They're going to start doubling up on a couple of these weeks so that uh, they can get all these games in because there's about seven games left in the season for Bundesliga before they start figuring out who's going to win a championship. So on Tuesday, my goodness, have we got a matchup for you. This is going to be on Fox Sports, either one or two, either one. And, uh, you know, you can tune in. They're going to have the Bundesliga on Tuesday and Wednesday. So I would suggest to tune in because there's going to be some great soccer action. I know there's no fans in the stands, but this is some great football being played right now. And these guys at the Bundesliga, I really applaud them. They're coming out. They look good. They're sharp. Their passing is good. And they're in shape. So uh, they're giving us a good product out there on the field. Borussia Dortmund hosting Bayern Munich. It doesn't get any better than this, folks. Even the two Berlins was a good game, but Borussia Dortmund hosting Bayern Munich. Dortmund nipping at the heels, literally, of Bayern Munich right now. Bayern Munich in first place by three points. So Borussia Dortmund hosting Bayern Munich Tuesday on Fox Sports. Bayer Leverkusen hosting Wolfsburg. Freiburg's going to travel to Eintracht Frankfurt. And Mucin Gladbach is going to go over to Werder Bremen. Then on Wednesday, you've got Hertha Berlin going to Leipzig. You've got Paderborn going to Augsburg. That should be an interesting game because Paderborn is showing that they're uh, showing some signs of trying to get out of that last spot in the Bundesliga. Schalke going to Fortuna Dusseldorf. Cologne going to Hoffenheim. And Mainz is going to go to Union Berlin. Unfortunately, Union Berlin will have that fan base in the stands to give them that extra push. But anyway, Mainz playing at Union Berlin. Union Berlin is going to have to show that uh, the game against Hertha Berlin was somewhat of a mistake for them. Then on Friday, just a quick turnaround. These guys are going to have to, you know, get 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 recovered. Uh, you got Bayer Leverkusen going to Freiburg. That's the Friday game. Then on Saturday, Eintracht Frankfurt. It's going to go to Wolfsburg. Augsburg is going to go to Hertha Berlin. Hoffenheim is going to go to Mainz. Werder Bremen is going to go to Schalke. Fortuna Dusseldorf is going to go to Bayern Munich. That's going to be a good game because Bayern Munich needs to keep up and winning. And uh, Dortmund. It's going to play on uh, Sunday, and they're going to Paderborn. Now, Paderborn's going to be at home. This is Borussia Dortmund coming in on Sunday. Okay, Dortmund's right behind uh, the Bayern Munich, which we were talking about the game on Tuesday. So Borussia Dortmund cannot let down by the fact that, oh, well, we're going to play Paderborn. They're last in the league. No problem there. They can't let down. They've got to take care of business. And I've seen this happen so many times with with teams. They're going to come out of this whatever, and all of a sudden they just fall on their faces. The time is running out, and so Borussia Dortmund's going to make a run for the title. They're going to have to show that they are in control and know how to take care of the situation. So on Sunday, Borussia Dortmund is going to play at Paderborn, okay? And you've got Union Berlin going to Mönchengladbach, which will be an interesting matchup also as well. So we've got some very important games coming up this week in the Bundesliga, and the Bundesliga is leading the way right now in world football. They're showing it how it should be done, how to come out of this pandemic and get the business taken care of. And I really applaud them. All the coaches obviously have done a very good job in keeping their players uh, in shape, keeping their players ready to play. Uh, it's, it's, it's really good to watch, even though the, uh, yeah, I don't know, the fans are not there, and, and that's a shame. But the soccer, if you appreciate the soccer, 
Uh, it's it's really good soccer to watch. I'm, I'm watching a lot of good talent out there. Uh, this guy, Vedad Ibisevic, who plays for Hertha Berlin, my goodness, he has really helped this team uh, tremendously. He's actually come out of retirement to come play for Hertha. Um, he is he's doing very well. He looks like he's been reborn, and I think it has to do with Labadia. You know, Bruno Labadia is a young fellow uh, as far as coaches are concerned, and he's on that sidelines. He's very animated. But he knows how to talk to these players, and he knows where to put them. He knows how to put them in the right position. And so I think Ibisevic is the kind of guy that feeds off of that and uh, is doing a, a great job there up uh, in that attacking midfield for Hertha Berlin. Of course, you got Luca Bacchio, who is a Belgian and is just an amazing player. Uh, most of the Belgian team is an amazing team. So Luca Bacchio and Boyata. Both Belgians, both really, really good. They play there with Vincent Company and uh, De Bruyne uh, for Belgium. Uh, that, that's quite a quite a team there. That uh, for the World Cup coming up, let's hope that's not interrupted. But for the World Cup coming up, we, I'm just looking forward to watching the Belgians play. If the Belgians ever play the Senegalese, for example, that would be an unbelievable matchup because uh, two very, very talented teams. Now, now remember, Hertha Berlin has got seven goals in the past two games. This is really something to kind of keep an eye on. So we've got some great soccer coming up here in the next week or so. Uh, these are uh, teams that are uh, really fighting for a, for a division. Of course, as you know, in France, it was PSG already given the, the club crown, but there's still some tournaments that are left to be uh, finished. And I think uh, we may see some PSG and some French uh, team action as these tournaments are determined, uh, to, you know, who's going to go on to semifinals and maybe even a championship. It may not be till July or August, but at least we may get a, a winner in some of these uh, tournaments. Okay, now just remember, uh, we've got four Americans playing in the Bundesliga that the U.S. men's national team is keeping an eye on. You've got Tyler Adams at Leipzig. You've got Weston McKinney over at Schalke, who's doing a great job. Uh, they love Josh Sargent at Werder Bremen. And Gio Reyna still hasn't come back yet for Borussia Dortmund. He's still nursing that injury he got uh, in the uh, warm-up before the first game coming out of the pandemic for Borussia. But uh, he should be back hopefully in the next couple of games. But this, uh, watch this guy, Guerrero, from uh, Portugal playing with Holland there uh, with Borussia Dortmund. These guys run up and down the field like they're joined at the hip. And the passing amongst them is amazing. And the speed of Guerrero will just blow you away. What I like about Holland is not only does he have speed because of his long stride, of course he's six foot three, six foot four, but the way he handles the ball on the run. For a big guy, that's really a major asset. I've seen a lot of big guys who can maybe uh, receive the ball well, but they can't handle the ball on the run uh, when they get a pass, say, running through the penalty box. Uh, this guy Holland is the real deal, so you need to watch him. So we've got some great stuff coming up uh, this weekend. Of course, now remember, La Liga coming back June the 8th, Serie A coming back June the 15th. This is great news, uh, some good soccer uh, to help with the Bundesliga. Remember, Austria is starting June the 1st. Denmark is starting back up. Denmark League is very good. Poland and Serbia starting this Friday, which is really good to hear. And Costa Rica, about the only uh, league right now in Latin America that's going to be playing. Mexico, from what I understand, is really going to cancel or maybe has even canceled uh, their next uh, league. And of course, Brazil and uh, Argentina and Chile and those teams, they haven't said anything about coming back yet. Of course, South America being ravaged by this COVID-19. So it's really sad to hear, but hopefully keep our fingers crossed and maybe we can get some uh, some soccer in the whole world 
by the time maybe September rolls around. Okay, let's keep our fingers crossed for that. Again, nuestros corazones para la gente en Brasil. Our hearts go out to the people in Brazil for what they're going through right now. That's going to do it for Kicks and Dribbles. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back with you next Tuesday. Of course, Kicks and Dribbles is produced by Lauren McClay. And John Dang handles our sound, does a great job, gets us uh, on the air and everything. And then DC McClay is in our ideas department, and he looks and uh, gives us uh, things coming down the pike that we may uh, talk about and touch on that are of interest. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. And remember, please wash your hands, social distancing, and don't get too many yellow cards.